0: And welcome to So Emo, I Fell Apart. This is a podcast dedicated to all things emo and pop punk from the Naughty Audies. And today, I'm one of your hosts, Rhea.
1: I am your other host, Chloe. And what are we doing today, Chloe? Uh, so today, I I know that we said that the next one out was going to be about uh, stage gay, or if you want to get real academic with it, like... Uh, performative queerness in bandom spaces um but we have decided yeah. to uh <laughs> instead do more of like a light little catch-up housekeeping check-in since there has been some you know news some movement in the scene in the past month yeah. or so
0: as we're gearing up for summer festival season
1: yeah exactly just catch up on the news on that and also just like life has been hard (laughs) so maybe editing like a heavier and longer episode of the pod is not the thing to do right after Rhea's time off and my (laughs) last couple of weeks which like not getting into details but like we're bonkers at my workplace so <laughs> we're giving ourselves a little break.
0: Yeah. Initially, I was supposed to be on vacation for around two weeks, starting in May, uh, the top of May, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I was going to bring my mom on vacation. And then the worst thing in the world that could possibly happen when you're trying to do international travel is you miss your flight. So I we missed our flight. And the only thing flying out the next day cost $6,000. And it ended up just being cheaper to cancel the trip. <laughs> Yep. So so instead of recording more emo stuff for you and me being in England, I just kind of wallowed for two weeks thinking about what an idiot I was. But we're all good now. My mom and I plan on going uh in September, not mm-hmm. during coronation weekend. <laughs> like which for the record, I have a bone to pick with the British monarchy for several reasons, but this one that personally affected me, <laughs> which was we booked our vacation. We started playing it out in, I think, January or December to December 2022. Mm-hmm. And this crusty motherfucker takes a sweet ass time deciding when he wants a stupid little crowning party and then decides it after we've already booked everything for it to be the weekend that we're in London. So
1: because yeah, everything has to be about him.
0: Everything has to be about him. Fucking typical Charles. Typical Charles, classic Charles, uh, which, again, didn't really affect me in the end because <laughs> we didn't fucking go. But it ended up kind of like being a blessing in disguise that we just were not in the country of England yeah. for the coronation celebrations at all. So, yeah, but
1: it's affecting me a little bit because they're talking about putting that fucker on the Canadian $20 bill.
0: Absolutely not.
1: And no, like, listen, I know the queen is already on there, so it's kind of a lateral move. Like, I don't want any royal on my... Like, if we're if we're being real, I don't think money should exist, but it does. So I don't think that the royals should be on the money because I don't like them. I particularly don't want Charles on the money after what he did to my mom's best friend, Princess Diana. I It's just like, like, how could he do that? And then, like, we watched The Crown recently, or, like, she watched The Crown, and I was in the room with her for a significant part of it, doing other stuff. And just, like, fuck, I want that guy dead. Like, I I lived through a lot of that, but I was very little. So, like, watching it happen gotcha. again, I was like, how do we let this guy just... How, do we, how does he go anywhere and not have fucking rocks thrown at him? Like,
0: I don't know. I feel like there's, like, this mass delusion that happened where... Everyone was mad at him because Diana was the people's princess and then everyone got worms in the brain and decided to like the royal family regardless after everything. Huh? It's un- it's
1: unreal. It's unreal. Like
0: my god, fuck.
1: I I want him dead. I don't want him on my money. And <laughs> I yeah. That's that's how I've been impacted by the coronation.
0: The one good thing about that whole uh, you know, revolution that happened back in the seventeen hundreds is that I don't have to worry about the monarchy on my money at all.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They are releasing a black toonie though, since the queen died, and she's on the toonie as well. So that's
0: kind of metal as fuck.
1: Yeah, we get like goth money for a little bit.
0: That's kinda of sick. I also wish that we had two dollar bills here.
1: Oh, it's not a bill, it's a coin. Yeah. a coin. Or two dollar
0: coin. Or whatever. <laughs> you guys still have coin I wish I more coin-based currency, I think, would solve a lot. We used me. to have a
1: one and two dollar bill. I don't know why we decided to bring it back to coins.
0: I just like coins, especially when they have like a big monetary value, because it like it it hits the fantasy part of the brain mm-hmm. where I'm like, I have doubloons
1: exactly, and like I can use it at a <laughs> vending machine and not have to get like a fuck ton of change back. Like it just or it like makes use sense. your
0: thigh as an as an iron to flatten the bill. <laughs> I mean, the
1: the vending machines still really struggle with a lot of coins. So, (laughs) you oh, that's
0: and when they do, you just kind of have no option. (laughs) Like it's like, oh, it's not taking it. Okay, bye. Do the vending machines not have they not been updated to like take cards and stuff? Um,
1: most of them have at this point. But okay, you know, every so often, I was at a rest
0: stop recently. Sorry to derail this even further from talking <laughs> about anything relevant to what our subject of our podcast is. I was at a rest stop recently, and I want to talk about the inflation of vending machines real quick.
1: No, speak on it. Speak on it, because it's bullshit.
0: Because because now they they're starting to get tricksy. They're trying to. They're starting to get a little like a little um, little bold. I would say with what they feel is okay charging at a vending machine. Where, because you can take card now, it was, no joke, $3 for a little stupid baggie of Chex Mix. You're lying. And not even, like,
1: no. The ones that are, like, mostly air and, like, a mouthful the ones of that Chex are Mix?
0: Mo- yes. Oh. Yes. Go to hell. Not even, like, not even, like, the large size snack bags that they sometimes give you at movie theaters. It was, like, the multi-pack you buy at Costco kind of. Small pack, like, lunchbox size. Three dollars!
1: Now this is it's fully... Just... It's, like, they're becoming, like, the kid who would, like, buy, like, a 24-pack of, like, RC Cola and then keep it in his locker and sell it to you for, like, two dollars a can at lunchtime. Like Literally! Where, like, that's... You didn't pay that much. Like, this is stupid. But, like, in a vending machine. And I know that's just capitalism, but it's also just, like, you're joking, man! Like...
0: The cost of producing like checks Mix cannot have gone up. And, like, if I know that if I went into the actual little, like, Hudson News style the convenience mart in there, I could have gotten a bigger bag for the same price, but the vending machines are charging you for the convenience. It's asinine. Mm-hmm. Asinine. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And that brings us to our first piece of emo
1: Yeah. <laughs> what else is unbelievable? <laughs> it's
0: unbelievable that after 27 years, this happened a couple, like a couple weeks ago, maybe like a week or two ago, some 41 broke up. I'm shocked.
1: I I gotta be real. I didn't really realize that they were still doing
0: stuff. If they put out a new (laughs) album, I'm unfamiliar with those. If they were still touring and doing the summer festival circuit, I would not be surprised to see them on a billing, you know?
1: But... Right, it's I don't know, and maybe this is like a bad, uh, bad Canadian of me, but like I truly I don't fucking hear about these guys. I don't hear about them. I don't hear about Simple Plan,
0: which is crazy because Simple Plan has been nonstop touring for like twenty five years.
1: Yeah, no, they, came, they just like haven't stopped. They came here recently, and the only thing I heard about them was that one of my coworkers went, and I was like, okay, let me know if they played the Scooby Doo theme, and he like messaged me later and was like they played the scooby-doo theme so like that's they know what the people want the last thing i heard about them
0: they can they routinely put out new albums i don't particularly listen to them because they kind of nailed it with the first two albums and then i was like all right anything you've done after these two not worth my time i've been a soap plant fan for so long that i remember when still not getting any came out yeah like that's fucked up and they were my first concert ever oh yeah and
1: they had a like baby uh baby,
0: baby paramore, paramore there. yeah opened up first album only they were the first of three openers so it was paramore Straylight light run plain white tees and then simple plan and i remember the crowd being really awful during plain white tees and stray light run because everyone just started like being sick of the fact that there was three openers which is <laughs> standard for pop punk tours that's kind of like always been the deal yeah like genuinely openers and they were chanting simple plan in the middle of these like band set
1: that's so to, shitty like, get
0: them it was so shitty and like i was like 11 i think at the show being like this feels mean mm-hmm. i don't like this yeah <laughs> which by the way i saw that tour where we saw the sailor moon stage show oh that's a mm-hmm. fun venue It's a fun venue, and then I also most recently saw Dreamcatcher, the K-pop group there, Mm -hmm. and I've seen, I think I've seen an act at that venue for every single name change that it's had, because it used to be the Nokia Theater, and then it turned into the PlayStation Theater, and then turned into the best, no, it was Nokia, Best Buy, PlayStation, and now it's the Times Square Palladium.
1: Yeah, it was PlayStation when we were there, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And now they've changed it, so I don't know what anyway, this was about Sum Forty One, not <laughs> simple
1: plan. Yeah, Sum Forty One, uh, known as the band that's lead singer was married to Avril Levine. Not anymore.
0: Wait, I thought she was married to the dude No, I'm thinking about Haley Williams.
1: Yeah, no, Avril was married to uh Derek. Derek Whitby from Sum 41, and then I think she was married to Chad Kroger from Nickelback for a while. Yes,
0: okay that's, okay, that's why I was getting confused. I was like, she was married to another person in a famous band. Yeah. Which, Nickelback's a choice. I feel like going from Sum 41 to Nickelback is kind of a downgrade for her, but yeah. who knows what their personal lives look like. <laughs> that's yeah. not my
1: business. I don't know, maybe Chad's nice, but they divorced after two years, so who knows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I say that's not my business. Like, we don't have an entire podcast based on You know.
1: Shit that's not our business. (laughs) (laughs) That's not our
0: business. (laughs) And litigating drama from 20 years ago. Yeah. Anyway, so they they released a uh, formal statement about it. And like a little infographic thing saying, being in Sum 41 since 1996 brought us some of the best moments of our lives. We are forever grateful to our fans, both old and new, who have supported us in every way. It is hard to articulate the love and respect we have for all of you. and We wanted you to hear this from us first. Sum 41 will be disbanding. We'll be f- still be finishing all our current upcoming tour dates this year. And we're looking forward to releasing our final album, Heaven X Hell, along with a final worldwide headlining tour to celebrate. Details will be announced as soon as we have them. For now, we look forward to seeing you... All of you redacted, on the road, and excited for what the future will bring for each of us. Thank you for the last 27 years of Sum 41. Which, I'm happy that they're getting a tour out of it. I'm glad that they're releasing a final album. But also, those dudes are getting, like, old.
1: <laughs> yeah. How old are they? Hang on. Let me see.
0: Oh, they gotta at least be in their 40s, right? Oh, I
1: said Derek Whitby. It's fully Derek Wibbly, Nicknamed Busy D. Honestly, right now, not one single person has ever called him that. Busy D? I, yeah,
0: I've... Never Who calls heard him that him, never in my life. we're
1: not calling him that he's forty three he's like around everyone else's age, I guess in the scene and from that era, damn, born nineteen eighty okay. he's like around uh yeah, he's like around like Pete wentz uh Gerard way age.
0: Yeah, so, like, I I never, the bands that have been around since, like, the early 2000s and the late 90s, I never blame them when they disband because I'm like, you guys all have families, you're getting older, mm-hmm. it's harder on the body to tour, like, it's hard to maintain a personal life and be an adult and also be on tour kind of thing. It's always sad. I, just, like, sincerely predict that there will be some sort of reunion eventually because that's what all these bands inevitably do we've seen it over and over and over again i don't i can't think of i really truly can't think of a single like pop punk emo band that has at least like in the kind of context that we talk about like if i'm gonna say like oh we haven't seen like sunny day real estate do anything in forever that's because it's sunny day real estate but like Mm -hmm. i feel like most of the bands that have disbanded or went on hiatus they do eventually come back I can't think of one that's actually gone for good.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it seems like, like this breakup is not based on like a breakdown in communication between like the band members or like they've all started hating each other or whatever. Like yeah. the fact that they're releasing an album after it, they're going on a tour to celebrate, you know, they're playing when we were young in October of this year. Mm-hmm. Like it ju- it honestly does just seem like, okay, like we've kind of run our course and like we're bowing out now. Yeah. And you know maybe that's just the that's just the PR and like what they want everyone to think and like in fact behind closed doors they all hate each other now but like I I have no way of knowing this seems to be like a decent breakup.
0: Yep, and like bummer we'll probably hear from them again in a couple years down the line. Wish yeah. them all the best. Yeah, yeah but maybe I'll listen to an album from some forty one that is not from the year two thousand. <laughs> so maybe Mimi and now we got. drum roll please for the ryan ross update corner yeah (laughs) which i feel like can be its own uh, eventual official segment on this show oh i would love that like where in the world is ryan ross i miss that guy so much so this was kind
1: of breaking news in april and we didn't really get a chance to discuss it because we were busy discussing other things fallout boy (laughs) yeah fallout boy so (laughs) yeah all of that shit If you are a fan of Ryan Ross or early Panic at the Disco, by which I don't mean Death of a Bachelor, I mean like early, like first two albums, Panic at the Disco. You probably know that following his departure from Panic at the Disco, uh, Ryan and John, uh, who is also Panic's bassist, formed their own group called uh, The Young Veins, which was like really more in keeping with like the Pretty Odd style of music, mm-hmm. though, like, I guess a little more stripped down. It was very Beatles-y. It was, like, classic Ryan Ross songwriting. They released one album in 2010, despite signing on with uh, their label for, I believe, a three-album contract. And then they did not release anything else. And officially, they are on hiatus. I don't know if their contract has run out or if they've, like, been able to break from that contract or if they are still on the hook to produce two more albums. Like, I don't really know all the ins and outs of that. Mm-hmm. But in the summer of 2020, John Walker logs into Facebook to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of The Young Veins' first album, so far only album, Take a Vacation. And he posts some old photos of himself and Ryan in the studio. Um, He posts a YouTube video featuring a slideshow of The Young Veins' pictures set to their song Heart of Mine. And he posts an old 2010 interview from Shockhound, uh, among other things. He later said on Twitter, That he had just kind of scheduled some anniversary posts and that the band was still on hiatus. But you never know. So that was in June of 2020. Now, April 4th, 2023.
0: On my mom's birthday. On your
1: mom's birthday. (laughs) Right in the middle of Aries season. (laughs) Classic (laughs) move.
0: Classic Aries season maneuvers.
1: April 4th, 2023. uh, John shares on his Instagram and on The Young Veins Facebook page, a new Instagram page for The Young Veins. And the account has one post, which is the album art for Take a Vacation. Uh the post has no caption. It is only following John and Ryan, despite the other two members of the band like also being on Instagram. Uh the other two members are Nick and Andy, uh, who, despite being like full members of the band, were like not really ever discussed as being members of The Young Veins. They were not on the album yeah. art.
0: They might as well have just been like studio musicians. I
1: feel like they must have been. Like, I don't know that they had a whole lot of input in the songwriting process. I mean it's possible that they did. I'm like I genuinely don't know. Right. But like I am always surprised when I'm reminded like that there were other people in that band because any photo that you see of the young veins is Ryan and John. And that's it. Their Wikipedia page has also been updated with the entire article changed from past to present tense and their years active has been changed to include 2023 to present. And Nick and Andy have been changed to past members, leaving only John and Ryan as, like, active members of the band. Um, and this was also uh, extended over to their Spotify page, which was also edited to list the only band members as John and Ryan. Um, and then on April 14th, John comments on The Young Veins Instagram from his own account, uh, actually John Walker, uh, saying, I hope you guys repress Take a Vacation on vinyl before the end of the year. So from that, I can... Guess that they're going to be repressing Take a Vacation on Vinyl before the end of the year, <laughs> and For that sure. that's kind of what it was leading up to. Uh, John is super active on social media, like especially Instagram. He is always posting like old photos from like the Pretty Odd era. He is always posting like interviews that he's done where he's talking about his time in Panic at the Disco. He's been posting like pictures from uh, his tour, because he is currently touring with Spitalfield as their touring bassist. They're on tour mm-hmm. with, I think, like, Hawthorne Heights and Armor for Sleep. Great fucking lineup. Um, and he's been, like, playing solo shows as well. He played at Riot Fest last year and got to hang out with uh, LS Dunes and the Young Veins. Not the Young Veins. He got to hang out with LS Dunes and he got to see Mike Uh, So he's still, like, a fixture. Like, he's hanging out with the old squad.
0: Yeah. He also loves to stir the pod. He loves to cause a little tizzy. Loves drama. Online. Lives drama. He's for it. a messy bit. Wait, hold on. When was he born? I have important yeah, things find I, out. to find out now.
1: Find out everything about John Walker. Because him posting that, like, section of an interview where he was like, Oh, Panic was on the verge of breaking up when I joined. Like, it is a miracle that we recorded pretty odd. It's like, hell yeah, man. He's a Virgo.
0: Shocking. Oh, what? He's a Virgo. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Classic. God, I to know what the rest of his chart looks like, but I'm not going to go that deep into it right now. But yeah. that's, like, he loves to do that shit. Yeah. And, like, and honestly, it makes me happy that he is still so vocal about Panic and didn't just, like, pretend it didn't exist. Like, it feels... Or at least like what old Pinnick used to look like, like Spencer has, like Brendan has, and mm-hmm. like Ryan has. But Ryan is mostly just like he's barely active on social media. We're lucky if we get an interview. Yeah,
1: Ryan is dead at any world. point,
0: or we see evidence of his existence on other people's social media.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: but it's just nice to see that like at least one member of that band. Like, looks fondly <laughs> yeah at those times, despite all the shit that happened as the breakup was imminent. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Also, like, I would not be surprised if literally the only thing that was happening with the Young Veins is just a repress of the vinyl and, like, nothing else. Yeah. I would very genuinely be, I would be more shocked for them to do, like, a one off show or, like, announce as unlikely as it is new music mm-hmm. it's probably just gonna be a repressing of the vinyl and i would not be surprised if it was just john taking the onus of responsibility and like making all the social media accounts
1: yeah because <laughs> like, like ryan's one. not gonna fucking do it
0: he's not gonna do it but going back to where in the world is ryan ross yeah there's stuff going on with him and zberg i don't even know how to get into the lore of like who zberg is
1: yeah, she's a singer, um, and like musical artist. Like, I think she's also an instrumentalist who's been in a couple different bandom canon bands, but like on the like smaller scale end mm-hmm. of things, uh, she was in a band called Phases. She was the lead singer of a band called The Like, um, and she.
0: Oh, that's yeah. That's where I knew her from. Initially yeah, was the like,
1: and since then has been more of a solo artist. Um, since those bands kind of faded out, um, she's also Ryan's ex girlfriend I believe um for a while they were pretending that they were a married couple and now they are not pretending that anymore but I think they're still close friends and frequent collaborators
0: which hey if you can have a friendship with your ex like that and still be a collaborator power to you yeah good priority. for that <laughs>
1: yeah it seems good he like occasionally features in her social media posts like on her like Instagram story sometimes she'll have like a picture that he's in um, she posted mm-hmm. a cute little, like, happy birthday for him uh, a little while ago. And they've been working on music together since around 2018, uh, when he toured with her on the Dead Ends Kids Club tour in 2018, mm-hmm. and also featured on her solo album, Get Z to a Nunnery, in 2020. The tour with her is where we get that, like, devastating video of him singing Northern Downpour solo. Uh, yeah, like, look that so- up. so Look that up if you really feel like just, like, doing real harm to yourself.
0: <laughs> like, do that and then go back to Brendan performing Northern Downpour for the first time post-breakup. And he gets to the line about your headaches, call it home. And he says, oh, God, I am so sorry. And then pulls away from the mic to cry. Just yeah. do those back-to-back just to, like, give yourself an ice-pick lobotomy.
1: Yeah, like, like, Brendan crying on that line. And then Ryan, like, almost a decade later performing that song as a solo artist and the entire audience singing that line to him louder than they have sung the entire rest of the song it's really just like oh my god the fucking narrative of it all uh <laughs> fucking narratives it's uh it's like ugh. Ugh. okay I can't even get that's, into all of that right yeah, now. that's that's really all i can say <laughs> i can only make that noise about it um <laughs> <laughs> a few years ago she had post uh Zeberg had posted about looking for like chains at a hardware store because Ryan apparently wanted some for like texture on a song that he was working on and then like in the past year she posted herself like messing with chains in a recording studio so a lot of fans took that to mean that she was working on a song with Ryan nothing really concrete has been released or even leaked uh as of now so for all we have now is their like pretty persistent association and his many features on her album um the last time we saw him i believe was when he came out to play with phantom planet last year like he performed Mm -hmm. do the panic with them uh hilarious song choice yeah and walked out on stage following a video introduction from dallin weeks uh (laughs) which will we'll we'll get into all that like when we do our panic at the disco episodes which are I believe, scheduled to be next down the pipe after we get stage gay out. Yeah. Suffice to say, that's crazy. That's insane that that happened. It's
0: literally bonkers. Um, (laughs) Like That was the most shocking thing about it. Yeah, it was like,
1: wow. (sighs) That sure did happen in real life. He's blonde now.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, he had like bleached his hair.
0: His roots were showing
1: now. You know, it's like, like, ugh.
0: I, I can't love him. imagine I love him, him I miss on he looks cute, okay, he looks good. good i I miss him so much, like the sun misses <laughs> the flower. I, I miss Brian ross i <laughs> I miss him more than fucking anything. Come back, record Come new home. music. <laughs> Like, we need you back. This is our formal plea to We Ryan need you rocks. more than anything. It's
1: just like the emo renaissance is happening. And it's like. And it's, where are you? Where are you? How are you paying the bills? The people are crying out. I mean, he's paying the bills because every fucking 80s, 90s, and today radio station is still playing Irate Sins, Not Tragedies, often enough that he's probably getting a fat royalty check every so often. But like. Good for
0: him. If I is not tragedies is a thing that's like paying your rent in LA. Fuck yeah.
1: Yeah, go for I it. Maybe he actually
0: owns a home. I hope he owns. I a don't home. know that he does. I don't know. Maybe. I would hope so. Maybe. Maybe. But it's LA. Yeah. And even like getting a tiny little house in LA is fucking a million dollars.
1: Yeah. So. R. I. P. dude. Anyway, he that it he looks good. It seems like he's doing fine. It seems like he is still in contact with fuel by ramen people. Cause Phantom yeah. Planet were label mates of theirs for a while.
0: And they've always been good friends. They toured together at a certain point, Panic! and They did. I
1: saw them open for Panic!
0: Uh, I wanted to go to that tour so badly and I couldn't go.
1: Bonkers show.
0: Did I watch all the videos of them coming on stage for Do the Panic? Absolutely! It
1: was so good. It was so fun. It was so cute. (laughs) The crowd went fucking wild when they played the OC theme song.
0: (laughs) Of course! That's like phantom planet classic maneuver
1: yeah like i've
0: that's what made them get big i've never
1: before or since felt an energy quite like that so that was (laughs) that was good it was good shit
0: i love phantom planet i'm like stoked to see them at jason fest
1: yeah like they're they're good like i didn't get super into them because i was just like yeah like they did california that's all i need to know and then, like, the more I heard of them, I was like, these guys are, like, decent, actually.
0: Whatever their first album that they released on Feel by Ramen was. Yeah. I, let me look it up it, because I forget the name of it off the top of my head. Uh, Raise the Dead. Yeah. That was a great album. No, it really like, is. Like, I used to, I used to listen to that, like, top to back, front to bottom, all the time.
1: Yeah. I had a few songs from that on, like, a mix CD that a friend of mine made me, and I would listen to yeah. that all the time.
0: I also liked a lot that they did like weird music videos that were very experimental mm-hmm. and stuff and were just off kilter enough that like, I was like, oh God, you're like fucking tish ass uh, film school kids. And I also constantly would c- confuse um, the lead singer of Phantom Planet, which I forget his name. I used to have this information at the top of my head. <laughs> um, Alex Greenwald. There mm-hmm. we go. Who? Wasn't he dating or married to someone famous? The name sounds
1: super familiar, so probably.
0: Oh, he was in a relationship with Brie Larson. What? Yeah, they were engaged, but they called off the engagement in, like, 2019. What the fuck? That's why. Yeah, so they were engaged, but I always confuse him for one of the... The dude who played Michael in The Princess Diaries, who is in Rooney, and... (laughs) For the reason i always confuse the two of them together because i'm like ah yes two i feel like they are spiritually well the dude from rooney is a nepo baby because he's a part of the the family of coppolas mm-hmm. that are throughout and or like well the shorts like jason schwartzman is a part of the coppola family isn't he
1: jason schwartzman is part of the coppola family and he founded phantom planet
0: that's why yeah, that's why I always think there. There we go. Yeah, that
1: we've come full
0: circle. We, we've uh, come full, in the <laughs> recesses of my mind that used to have like Phantom Planet lore stocked in the back of my brain, it's all coming together now. Why <laughs> I confused the two?
1: Yeah, it also <laughs> like it all makes, makes sense. Like you'll see a picture there. of Jason Schwartzman and Nick Cage next to each other, and you're like, I can fucking see it. I can see that you guys are related. Like it yeah. just makes sense.
0: Anyway, stoked to see them at a Jason Fest. I hope they play some of the classics.
1: They're playing California. There's no way they don't.
0: Oh, apparently Jams was a band that was with Alex Greenwald, with one of the dudes from Maroon 5, James Valentine and Jason Bozal, who was in Rilo Kiley and also was associated with Connor Oberst, uh, Michael Runyon, and Zeberg.
1: Yeah. Like, no shit. emo is literally like the smallest group of people that you can imagine.
0: And they can't stop doing shit with each other.
1: They can't. That's like the thing that's so nuts is that like, there. I feel like there's been such like an outsized cultural impact that has echoed on for years. And it came from a group of like a dozen people. And like, yeah. it's it's obviously a bigger number than that. But like, it feels like such a small group of people.
0: Then we also have Fall Boy releasing a limited run of So Much for Stardust on vinyl, except they're calling it the Crinal because it's infused with Pete's Tears. Yeah, it has a little cavity in the press, it in the record itself, and it's on clear vinyl, and you can see like a lava lamp, Pete's tears moving around in it. I think they said that they're pressing what fifty.
1: Yeah, they only did of these fifty things,
0: and like obviously, it immediately sold out.
1: Yeah, this was honestly kind of cute, like Pete posted a video of him like collecting the tears and it's just like him in his house and he used like a cry stick which I guess is something that you can use on like movies and stuff like you it looks like a lip balm and you put it under your eyes and it'll like induce crying but he didn't cry all that much and he was like okay I'm just gonna like sit here and like imagine a life without Patrick so that I can cry and like
0: it's like him your kids (laughs) are right there your kids and your wife are right there in your house you have like four fucking kids pete he has and three. a beautiful wife he all right three it felt like four
1: three children and a wife and that little gray cat whose name i don't know and i need him to tell me so bad
0: but you had to imagine your life without patrick <laughs> to get you to start crying he wouldn't... what is saint to you what is bronx Mowgli to you chopped liver <laughs>
1: He wouldn't be where he is today if he had not met Patrick. He wouldn't even have the kids without Patrick.
0: (laughs) Okay, true and fair, I guess.
1: (laughs) So I guess, in a sense, he was imagining a life where his children don't exist if he had never met Patrick stuff.
0: Oh my god. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but yeah he had to he had to try pretty hard to to make himself cry and then he like puts all his tears in a vial and then puts the vial in the envelope and is like all right like off we go uh, and those get put into this crinal record
0: <laughs> i also would not be surprised if they mixed the tears in with more liquid <laughs> to make it oh they had to yeah it's like probably- there's just no way like you're probably getting point Zero one percent actual Pete tears.
1: Oh no, it's fully like a like a homeopathic remedy type shit where they're just like, okay, we put like one tear drop in a gallon of water, but like the water has memory, so it remembers being in contact with Pete's tears, so it counts.
0: <laughs> You're d- that's that's not homeopathic. That's how holy water works. It's both. Both.
1: Yeah, that's that's Bullshit. how homeopathy works. Look at look at the ingredients on anything with, in that is a homeopathic remedy. It's there's nothing in it. It's it's water. It's water and sugar and like an insignificant amount of some herb with dubious medical properties. (laughs) It is also how holy water works.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And as we like start to scale back, that's like been most of the major news. The only thing that I have anything of importance to say is that I am. So I still follow Jack Van Eck, who is one of the OG scene queens from back in the day. Mm -hmm. She's engaged to Jared from the main. Yeah. And I am obsessed with following their pre-wedding content on her Instagram. I think that it's so funny that she's gone full, like, bridal influencer on Instagram. And the thing is that, like, I will always have a soft spot for Jack Vanek because I've only ever heard nice things about her. Mm -hmm. I've met her. I met her at Bamboozle one year when I was at her booth. She is so sweet. She... Has never taken any of her, like, fans for granted and stuff like that. So she has, like, a good head on her shoulders for being rich and in the public sphere and a thin white woman in the scene. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) So there's that. Anyway, if anyone cares about her wedding plans to Jared from the Maine, um, they're doing a courthouse wedding in L.A. And then they're doing a full proper wedding in the French Riviera. They uh, designed their wedding, like, save the dates together, and they hand, like, pressed them together at, like, a printing, like, a boutique printing shop in L.A. Uh, It's very cute. Uh, They also had their engagement photos done, and they're very, like, a little artsy-fartsy, a little, like, they're off the beaten path in terms of, like, what you typically see from engagement photos are really cute. You should go see them on her Instagram. And she has been teasing this fucking, her fucking dress for like weeks, and she showed all the ones that she didn't choose, and she's keeping the one that she did choose secret, which I understand why you would, because you don't want your significant other to see the dress before the wedding. but yeah. I want to see it. I want to see it. I don't want to wait. I want to see the dress.
1: <laughs> yeah, show us. You can trust us.
0: You can trust us. I won't release it. We won't show Jared. I, I promise I won't show Jared. But if there's like one, like very traditionally, like feminine thing i'm very susceptible to it is wedding related shit because <laughs> i love love and i love big parties and i love the pomp and circumstance of an event and i also love screaming crying throwing up at weddings mm-hmm. and i get to go to one this friday for two of my friends from college and i'm like so stoked about it because i again love weddings so yeah that's what i've been keeping up with 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 the jack and this is also my moment to say for the mean uh you've been in the scene now for so many years and you're still touring with all time low like can you fucking tour <laughs> with an artist of color or a woman for once um anyway can't wait to see it's at Summerfest. fest
1: <laughs> but like, it is kind of better. wild it's like guys like at this point like we have enough bands that you can be like oh you know like if you want to tour with like you know meet me at the altar daisy grenade like there's several bands out there now that have women and people of color and what are we doing what are we doing dudes you know you're still like do something
0: stop trying to recreate the AP tour from 2008 knock it off (laughs) tour with other people like you're so big just give other bands a chance and a platform you have the power do better (laughs)
1: Journey to distant realms, explore the furthest reaches of the universe, survive deadly dangers, experience matters of the heart, and more in a new Actual Play podcast. Join me, Audrey, that's right, just me, as I play tabletop games designed for one player. From journaling games to tarot games to even games that take me outside, I'm bringing you along for the ride. Join me for every episode of Alone at the Table.
0: So, we are kind of now getting enough past the heyday of the scene for there to start being like retrospective memoirs and like essays and stuff written about it and being published, which is really exciting because we've known that this could be studied in an academic way and given like proper attention to its music history Mm -hmm. besides like those books that were like an emo guide to whatever the fuck from back in the day
1: i still have mine everybody hurts
0: everybody hurts i still have it so one of the major books that's come out about it is uh, about emo in general is called from the basement a history of emo music and how it changed society by taylor marcarian which I highly recommend. It's a fantastic book. Um, really good journalism and interviewing and stuff like that has been done in this book. It com- has interviews from *Census Fail*, *Taking Back Sunday*, *Saves the Day*, *Sunny Day Real Estate*, and more. And just like discussing the legacy of emo, it's a fantastic book. But it definitely covers the like early emo mm-hmm. but there's a new book that's going to be coming out called where are your boys tonight the oral history of emo's mainstream explosion 1999-2008 by chris Payne. it's coming out next month um it features interviews from over 150 players in the scene including pete wentz patrick and our dear friend and worst fucking enemy microwave michael j sway <laughs> So it sounds like Chris Payne was able to get a couple bigger ticket names for this book than uh, Taylor Markarian was able mm-hmm. to get from from The Basement, but like from The Basement also has like I think a couple like Fugazi members and stuff have been interviewed in this book. I still need to finish it, but like it's really fucking good. I'm excited for more of it to come out. If you guys are interested in like book clubbing it, because mm-hmm. we fully plan on like buying this like when it comes out and reading it. Yeah, if you guys our listeners are interested in either like book clubbing it or us doing like an episode dedicated to discussing this book we will absolutely do so just give us a heads up if that's something you want to see and honestly frankly we might just do it anyway but it doesn't hurt for us to hear yeah cuz like
1: you... i'm i'm reading it either way
0: yeah we've entered a giveaway to receive mm-hmm. copy of this book yeah
1: <laughs> you've entered a giveaway the giveaway does not include canada
0: <laughs> oh okay that's right cuz you guys have the weird uh giveaway laws yeah. Well, I entered it. So you're hoping. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I had to log into my ancient Goodreads account that I have not logged into since I think maybe my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. So all of the books I was like, I was seeing what book I was reading at the time I would last use my Goodreads account. It was fully House of Leaves. <laughs> Did you finish House of Leaves? Oh, absolutely not. I was scared shitless of that book. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. Give it another try. I also finally got rid of my copy of it like in my last book purge because oh. I was like I'm never reading this thing I'm never reading it
1: you should it, it takes up so much fucking space though it's it
0: does that was like my main reason for getting it that is rid a large it. like, book it's mostly just fun to flip through because it's the cool like interacting of text and format and shit yeah but just want to kick it back to like the two thousands. Let's fucking talk about like House of Leaves, and Chuck Palanook and Panic at the Disco, and yeah. like <laughs> literature- There is your natal. emo book club. <laughs> fuck yeah! And then besides that, that new book coming out, which is very exciting. Um, the Riot Fest lineup dropped today.
1: Riot Fest lineup is crazy.
0: Which, as of recording, it's Tuesday, the sixteenth of May. Mm-hmm. So, like. This was freshly posted like a couple hours ago. So, the headliners for Riot Fest this year. So, Friday is Foo Fighters and Turnstile. I also had no clue that Turnstile was that big. I'll be totally honest. No, right? Cuz no I was
1: clue. like I saw their name that high up on this this list. I was like, "You're kidding me." Like I had at
0: Jason Fest, so I was like, "What do you mean Turnstile is like the sub-headliner for?" Yeah,
1: I mean thing. like they're they're good and like I knew that they had like, I knew they were big, right? Because, like, everyone who talks about, like, this current wave of emo is always like, oh, you gotta listen to Turnstile. And you do gotta listen to Turnstile. They're really good. They're really good. I didn't realize that they were, like, basically headlining Riot Fest big.
0: Yeah. And then Saturday is crazy. The Postal Service. In and then 2023! It's 2023 fucking the postal service and then death Cab for cutie yeah and queens of the stone age and then sunday is the cure and the mars volta fucking the cure which i love this like renaissance that the cure is having right now like I, so I love the cure i love robert smith he's a good guy that dude fucking rules that's great and then besides that we're just gonna quickly uh, re- speed read the people We have Mr. Bungle, Tegan and Sarah, 100 Gex, Gaslight Anthem, AFI, Death Grips, The Use, The Dresden Dolls. The Dresden Dolls. Actually, pause. I'm not going to go over that. The Dresden Dolls. The Dresden Dolls? Like, Alright, here's our moment where we have to say on So You I Fell Apart, where Amanda Palmer is a shit person. (laughs) She's a shit garbage person. We're (laughs) apologists for her music. (laughs)
1: This is the absolute only time in my life that you will hear me separate the art from the artist. And it's because mostly she's shitty in a way that I'm like, this is, this is bad, but I don't think you should be in like a federal prison. And again, this is, this is me like, I don't think money should exist, but Charles shouldn't be on the money. I don't think federal prison should exist, but some people should be, in,
0: you know, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. We're near.
1: Amanda Palmer is just like a she's just like an asshole. You know, she's full of shit.
0: Yeah. She's basically a snake oil salesman.
1: Yeah. And like this goes from her like recording people without their consent to use their reaction to finding her dead body in air quotes as part of her performance art and to her writing that poem about how she would have loved and forgiven the Boston bomber and her asking volunteers to come play instruments for her on tour with Amanda Palmer and the Grand Theft Orchestra, even though the Kickstarter that she did for that album made like so much more money than she asked for. And she could have very easily just paid people to play as mm-hmm. her touring musicians, you know, stuff
0: like that. It's like, she's also like very quintessentially quintessentially a white feminist she's where,
1: extremely a fucking white woman
0: where like, she's like she's tried to get away with saying the n-word in song as a yes. like political statement yeah kind of thing i forgot
1: about that one yeah no she she yeah, she sure did do that
0: yeah she did do that and she likes to pretend that that never happened but it fully did mm-hmm. so she's not good it's one of
1: those things where it's like okay if you Years down the line have decided, wow, I shouldn't have done that. Say that. Like, cool. You've grown as a person. Like, so have I since like my whenever high school days, you know, but like, yeah, just just say that. Say, hey, I was an asshole. I was I did something racist. My intentions don't make up for what happened. Like, here's here's the deal. And then listen to me or don't just fucking do that. that but no, of course she'll never do that. I feel like opinion on her has maybe shifted since uh, Neil Gaiman, her husband, abandoned her in New Zealand to <laughs> raise their toddler by herself at the start of a global pandemic. So she couldn't even leave New Zealand to go back to be with the rest of her entire family. That yeah, was she shitty.
0: Left to go back to Scotland.
1: Yeah, it's it's fully like how much of an asshole do you have to be to make Amanda Palmer look like the good guy in a situation?
0: And not to even mention the, like, pettiness that both of them achieved with that, where he posted on his Goodreads account, as he was, like, in the air, escaping New Zealand and his wife and child, how to deal with the narcissist. That was a self-help book. So
1: scummy. And it's like, I, I don't know what she's like behind closed doors. I don't know if she is or isn't a narcissist. She seems like she's someone who's difficult to deal with. But... Posting 100%. that to your public Goodreads that is unused basically all of the time until he logged in to post that trash trash behavior that was scummy that woman had your kid she's now raising your kid by herself. that is not how I would be behaved like just garbage and as someone who has uh been vague blogged about like that through Goodreads in a very similar way following a breakup, I was <laughs> cool. like this is garbage. <laughs> I I yeah. want you dead now. That was shitty of you. It was just so like wow, you're really making her look good. They're yeah. back together now, which is kind of crazy to me.
0: <laughs> He's also fully in New York right now walking the uh the picket line at NBC Studios for the WGA strike. I mean, that that
1: that's good. The correct. Yeah,
0: like here's like ultimately my thing also with those two is that Neil Gaiman that was not a good move to do. Uh, He is still my favorite author, (laughs) unfortunately. No, that's
1: that's the thing. Like, I love that dude's writing. I think he's a scumbag. I just do. Same with her. I think that she is kind of a trash person, suffers severely from white woman syndrome, which, like, I don't know. I'm also a white woman. But, like, come on. Yeah. Like, there's a difference. Be better. I mean, that's the thing, is I know that at any moment I could also fall victim to white woman syndrome. I could also, at any moment, be Amanda Palmer. And every day I'm deciding not to be Amanda Palmer. She could do that too. And that's big. She's not choosing to do that. No. She, uh, here's the last email that I got from Amanda Palmer because I somehow am subscribed to her newsletter. Still? Yeah. It's just, I sign up for shit and then I never don't sign up for shit. Fair. Like, I get emails from Goop all the time, like Gwyneth Paltrow's thing, because I did a paper on them when I was in university, and I had to sign up for the newsletter to get access to something. I don't know. Oh, okay. I just, I just don't read them. I just mark as read. Bye. Um, anyway, she is doing a TED Talk in 2023 titled, What It Feels Like to Get Divorced and Possibly Remarried, and possibly
0: remarried
1: i'm not subscribed to like her actual substack so i don't know if this marriage proposal that she describes as getting via email is from neil but it sure seems that way i don't know they seem like just like god's most insufferable couple and like i (sighs) i feel
0: bad for their son but all of that is to say that dresden dolls are coming back from retirement and yep. frankly, I would go to Riot Fest just to see The Dresden Doll. <laughs> yeah. I like, like
1: shit. I loved The Dresden Doll so much when so I was so much. I was in high school and like I still occasionally will put on Guess Virginia and be like, "Oh, this <laughs> is <was> a good <laughs> album. Why are you such a trash person? You made such a good album." <laughs> it's crazy that she's touring again. Her and uh brian yeah as the dresden doll, just nuts
0: that's nuts i that was not on my 2023 bingo card no Um, similarly was say anything also being on this headline nuts and here's the thing i have a really complex relationship with max bemis Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of people do especially as like one of the very few jews in the scene yeah it kind of sucks when your like dude ends up kind of like fucking up a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> like i don't think max bemis i could be completely wrong it's been a while since like i kept up with anything he was doing i followed him on instagram a while ago like he just like gives off a bad vibe now yeah like the vibe's bad mm-hmm. i don't think he's done anything like in specific Just, like, the vibe's weird now with him. Say Anything is basically Max Demas and the rotating other members who eventually come and play for him. Yeah. Kind of thing. But the first, like, two uh, Say Anything albums are phenomenal. And then Hebrews came out. And that album fucking slaps. Mm -hmm. And, like, I wanted to write an essay in college about, like, Hebrews and, you know, the place of... Judaism in the scene and shit like that. So like that's crazy that Say anything is back. And then we have uh zero seven zero Shake the Breeders, Kim Gordon, Viagra Boys, Pup, uh Sleep Token, The Interrupters, Flogging Molly. Yeah, fuck yeah. Frank Turner and the Sleeping Souls, Pennywise, Bayside, Andy DeFranco. Andy Finch, DeFranco needs to be higher
1: on the list. It's nuts that yeah, she's not like whatever.
0: Finch Silverstein, insane clown posse. <laughs> Uh, Head Automatica, Parliament Funkadelic featuring George Clinton, Godspeed You, Black Emperor, L.S. Dunes, Gorilla Biscuits, Ride Cults, Nothing Nowhere, Code Orange, White Weeper, Balance and Composure, Fake Names, issue Tune, Thursday, Lipsand, yeah. and uh, Enter Shikari, The Rex, Hawthorne Heights, Bowling for Soup, Braid H2O. H2O is crazy that H2O is playing right, Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh as we just mentioned with John Walker, which makes sense that he be playing there because it is in Chicago. Yeah. Uh Jenny Beth, Drain, Snap Case, The Bronx, Microwave, Oh, Oso, oh Oso, oh yeah. origami Angel, The Exploited, Plosives. Steve Ignorant Band slash Crass Black Angels Yard Act War Paint Nothing Screaming Females High Viz Rival Schools Carolina Rose Sludge Worth Free Throw Just Mustard Hotline TNT Quasi Corey Feldman Crazy Corey Feldman Just Friends Bearings Pink Shift Olivia Jean caval Louise, The Aqua Dolls Enola Gay Earth Crisis Empire State Bastard Casey Uh F E A fee, Fleshwater, The Bobby Lee's, Pool Kids, Young Culture, Fade Em All, C K Vassy, and Total Chaos. So it's a good lineup for it's a really solid lineup. Like enough that I'm like, like last year I wanted to go for the Academy Is. This year I'm like, well, this one feels a little bit more reasonable (laughs) versus going for just the Academy Is. I probably won't because it's going to be during peak K-pop tour season. Mm -hmm. But it's enough for me to consider. Oh, okay. But uh, a lot of these bands are also going to be playing Sad Summer Fest as well as um, Adjacent Fest. Yeah.
1: We're seeing a significant number of these bands at Adjacent.
0: Yeah. So that's another thing is that uh, Chloe and I are both going to Adjacent Fest together. Together. We're going to even try to figure out a way for us to do a vlog. Vlog? No. Vlogcast. Vlogcast. Yeah. A.K.A. Vlogcast where we're going to um, try to do a video podcast since we'll be in the same country and in the same place. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to do that. We're also going to do full like reporting on our experience at adjacent fest, how it went, our opinions of the event. So get, stay tuned for that. Honestly, that'll probably come out before. Well, it'll probably be this episode stage gay, Adjacent Fest, Roundup. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Then Panic of the Disco History episode. Yeah. Series. <laughs> Not just episode yeah, series. Yeah, I think that's gonna be at least two. <laughs> and like that's kind of just what's been going on in the scene and what kind of what we have been up to and stuff. Wanted to pop in here being like, hey, don't worry. We didn't forget that we have a podcast. Yeah, we lived bitch. <laughs> so, we lived bitch. Um also you'll be seeing us doing um some content with the rest of moonshot podcast network sometime in June. So make sure you follow our friends and our friends. And I was going to say our family, I guess our family and yeah, the main our uh, podcast powering family. Uh, our podcast family, our network. So follow moonshot pods and you can see some stuff that we're going to be in as a network coming up in June, which should be really exciting. And of course that is our like, thank you to saying this we are powered by moonshot network we're always thankful for their support and all of that additionally if you like what we do here at so even when i fell apart please 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 review our show give us a five star even a comment, we would love a comment on Spotify and Apple Music. You can get this podcast wherever you can get podcasts from. We're there. And I think the other thing was that we're, if you got responses to our episodes, if you're listening along, shoot us an at, so emo I fell apart, hashtag, so emo I fell apart. We will see it. We see everything because yeah. we're very easy to search for and we're still small scale enough that we'll see Whatever you guys say, we're pretty active on Twitter. We have been hinting at it for the past couple episodes, but we're probably going to expand our social media presence sometime soon. Probably going on Instagram soon and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. keep an eye out on your socials for more So Emy Fell Apart stuff. Yeah. Us. Yeah, we got exciting things coming up for us and also the scene.
1: Yeah. Big things coming, as they say.
0: Big big things coming all right i think that's all from us this time around hell yeah hell yeah peace out all right
1: see y'all at adjacent bye
0: kung fu grip kung fu grip as you can see i had to use my uh, judo on gerard yeah i see that gerard's actually gone to pieces here during this interview sometimes it happens i just got so emo i fell apart that's what actually happened you got that sad Yes.